Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. My name is Nina Menace, and as always, it is a pleasure to be before you today. Um, it is, um, actually, hold on, it is November the 28th. Gosh, can you believe it? Time has just gone by so fast. And um, for everyone, uh, we just actually came through Thanksgiving. So I hope and pray that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I ate entirely too much food and I'm repenting (laughs) from all that I have eaten. (laughs) And I'm sure we all can relate to that in some way. So I want to, of course, start by saying thank you to every one of my supporters, everyone who reached out to me and in any way. Um, I appreciate you so much. You encourage my heart and really it truly um, touches me because, um, as I mentioned before, a podcast is not something that came to my mind at all. (laughs) So the fact that anyone is receiving anything from God through these, it is strictly him. So he's going to get all the glory. He's going to get all the honor. And also I wanted to address, um, many are saying that you want to give um, to the ministry. Um, As of right now, God has not released me to do that. Um, And I don't know when, but um, I do appreciate you wanting to sow seeds. I just, it, it blesses me alone to know that God is speaking to your heart. So thank you so very much. And also, again, and always, I always like to give a shout out to Queens of God. This is why I wait. Thank you, ladies, so much for your love and support. And I, I'm just in, in awe of what God is doing. I'm so thankful to God. Um, I'm sure everyone has probably went through and, and made a list, hopefully, of the things that you are grateful to God for. And I truly am grateful and thankful to God for bringing me through um, these last few years for life, for health, for strength, for everything that he has spoken to me and that I'm seeing come to pass in my life. I'm so thankful for him being faithful and true to his word. So I'm just thankful for that relationship with God that he's able to to speak to me and I'm able to see what it is that he's spoken and whatever he's showing me, I'm able to see what he has, has shown me. It just, it blesses me so much. So I just thank God for a relationship with him. So anyway, I can go on and on about that, but I'm going to jump into the word today. But of course, we're going to start with prayer. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory. We give you all praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for never leaving us and never forsaking us, for always being there, for always being um, the present help in the time of trouble, for always being there to lead and guide us. Lord God, we thank you right now, God, and we surrender ourselves to worship you, to worship you. Lord, there's nobody worthy of our worship. There's nobody worthy of our praise. But Lord, you seek out worshipers. And Lord, we worship you today. We give you our all, God, because you are worthy of even more than that. So God, I thank you. And I ask right now that you would use me, that you would speak through me, 
Say whatever it is you need to say to your people today, Lord. I move completely out of the way and I ask that you have your way, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we give you glory, honor, and praise. And my form of worship right now is decreasing myself so that you can increase in me. Have your way, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, okay. So today um, we are actually going to be speaking on um, the topic. God is looking for true worshipers. God is looking for true worshipers. And of course, I'm going to go into scripture. And we're going to start from one moment. Let me get situated. Okay. So we're going to start from our key scripture, which is going to be John 4, 23 and 20 through 24. And with all these verses um, in scripture, we're going to come from the New Living Translation for each and every one of these. So John 4, 23 through 24, and it reads, but the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. He wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, if you notice in um, in this text, he's saying the father is looking for those who will worship him that way. He's looking. He's he's actually seeking out those who have the heart of worship, who has the posture, who has postured themselves, who's postured their lives. And let me actually pinpoint this very true fact that worship is not just what you do in church. A lot of people think that worship is what you do in church and and it is part of worship. Going to church and and bowing and worship and hands in the air, hands lifted, singing worship songs. All of that is part of worship. It is part of a posture, a surrenderance of yourself to God in worship, but it is not all that it entails. It is not all that there is to worship. I want to read to you just in um, regular dictionary term of what worship is because we always tend to kind of come up with own mindset of what something should be. Sometimes I like to go into these and just kind of um, look at what the dictionary says. It says the activity of worshiping, a feeling of profound love and adoration, admiration and adoration as well to show devotion to to love unquestionably and uncritically or to excess. So, oh, and also to attend religious services, which is what I just talked about, attending church services. And that actually caught my attention. 
because when we think of worship, we are thinking of just a way that we outwardly express worship intentionally. When we intentionally bow down, when we intentionally lift our hands, when we intentionally um, say, Lord, we thank you, Lord, we praise you, Lord, we glorify you. Yes, those are words of admiration. Those are, are words that that are the fruit of our lips. And it is very important. But But worship is actually a posture of the heart as well. It is a posture and a surrenderance of our heart to do things God's way and to love on him with our obedience, with um, our time spent with him. I think that is the greatest form of worship to God. So in point number one, I want to reiterate, when you give God what he's looking for, he gives you what your spirit and soul needs. Let's go to Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42. We're going to have quite a few scripture today as well. And I'm going to try to get through this quickly, y'all. I'm, I've been noticing my podcasts have been running over. So I'm going to try to stay on task, but please forgive because the Holy Spirit, hey, I told him he can have his way. So just know. <laughs> That if God is speaking, I have no control of that. So we're going to go to Luke 10, uh, verses 38 through 42. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Hmm. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, look at how gentle and kind he is. My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. Huh. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. My God. My God. So, God... Well, let me deal with this really quick. So, Martha... She was more so, it says distracted by the big dinner, but she was really, and to her defense, let me back up a little bit. To her defense, she was honoring her guest. She was preparing the meal. She was making sure that everybody had what they needed. She was being a hostess. She was making sure that everything was being cooked and prepared and everything was laid out the way it should so that everybody can get some of the dinner. She was probably cleaning. She was cooking. You know how we do, ladies. We clean and we cook and we we set out the, you know, the utensils and the plates and bowls and all of these things. We're getting everything ready to host our guests, to feed everyone. So it isn't that what she was doing was not necessary. 
it was absolutely necessary. She was being a hostess and a get and a um and someone that is serving her guest. So what her focus was on was making everybody comfortable, was making sure that everybody had what they need. But she thought that it was wrong and that Mary was somehow um, sinful or um, just being lazy um, because she wasn't up helping her. She probably felt like Mary was not um, being a good hostess and not doing what is necessary to make their guests comfortable. So she went to Jesus and said, now look, I'm doing all this work and Mary ain't doing nothing. And that's how she saw it. She saw that Mary, she was looking at Mary like she just was sitting there not doing nothing. She wasn't doing nothing. But what she was doing is she was actually doing an even greater, um, an even greater task or an even greater Um, she honored Jesus with her just sitting at his feet. She was soaking in everything that he was speaking about, everything he was teaching, everything that he was um, talking to them about. She was there to listen and receive. And there is nothing greater that when, when you're actually speaking and imparting When someone is there and they are taking it in, they're receiving what you're saying, they are uh, partaking in what you're giving, that's, that's showing honor. And that's what she was doing. She was honoring him. And that right there was a form of worship. She put on, she put more emphasis on being at his feet. Now think about this. She could be sitting in a chair like everyone else. Or most everyone else. I'm not sure I wasn't in a room. But she decided to sit at his feet. The fact that she was at his feet was a posture of worship. She postured herself at his feet to take in every word he was speaking. To take in every word he was saying. She decided that she was going to receive what it is that he was giving And she was giving him what he was looking for, which was a true form of worship. She worshiped at his feet. That is worship. And God is more honored by the time and attention and love that we give him in our relationship with him than our service, than our works. Our works are needed. However, he receives the most from us personally when we give him our undivided attention our undivided attention so that takes me to point number two God takes notice of those that give their all in worship with his presence God should I say God is more honored and he takes notice of those that give their all in worship and they honor him. They, they grant, he grants them with his presence. My pastor, William McDowell, he always says that the reward of worship 
is God. God. Why? Because God is seeking, just like in the um, scripture that we read in the very beginning, in John um, 4 and 23. That's what God is looking for. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. He is looking for someone to sit at his feet. He is looking for someone that will sit in his presence, that will wait on him, that will will seek out any opportunity they can get to be in his presence, to worship him, to praise him, to, to honor him. And like I said before, worshiping is not just about a physical position. It's not what you do with your body and your hands only. It's about your heart posture. It's about your positioning yourself in obedience to his will. It's about you taking the time to seek out his word and find out what he is saying to you and what he requires or just how much he loves you. God really wants us to know how deeply he loves us. He wants us to know just how much we mean to him. I mean, really and truly, you much more than sending your son, Jesus, to come and die for us. As showing his love, his undying and unchanging love for us. And in response to that, that is where our worship lies. Our worship is saying, God, I receive your love. And this is how much your love means to me. This is how much your presence means to me. I'm going to position myself to receive all that you are. And I'm going to pour out all that I am to you. I'm going to give all of me. I'm going to sing. I'm going to worship you in song. I'm going to pray that your will be done. I'm going to pray for others to take the time to to worship you and listen to others who worship and join in. I'm going to surrender parts and if not all of my life to you. I'm going to surrender my lifestyle to you. I'm going to surrender my time to you. I'm going to surrender myself just to sit at your feet and listen to what you have to say, whether you're giving me instructions or you are just teaching me and showing me things that I need to know or that you want me to know. Lord, I worship you in just spending that time and talking to you. Just talking to you. Just coming before you and just allowing myself to be open to what you would like to have me experience in you. To go deep in your word, to go deep in prayer. To just dwell in your presence. There's nothing like feeling appreciated so much so that people want to just stay around you. Have you ever been around people who really enjoy your company? That just enjoy being around you? It isn't even that you are doing anything for them in that moment. It isn't that you are entertaining them with jokes or saying 
whatever it is that will make them feel good or make them happy. They just like being around you. They just like hanging out with you. Just like spending time and talking to you and and just being there. You know, some of the best friends that you have are just those that can understand even your silence. Where you can just be at peace with someone and they know what you're going through and they just allow themselves to be in your presence and you and theirs and you just you strengthen each other. You seem to always know what to say and they know what to say to you. Those are really special friendships, very rare too. But God wants us to get to the point where we're so comfortable being in his presence, that we're so comfortable being in his word, that that is something that becomes a reality to us, our truth, our very truth of being in his presence. It transforms us, really. It transforms us into a whole different being. There are a lot of people that um, have gone to miracle crusades and have been in the atmosphere of miracles, have been in the atmosphere of, of, of healing and deliverance, and no one had to lay a hand on them. No one had to blow on them. No one had to um, grab them by the hand or put any type of touch of, of any kind on them. They didn't fall under the presence, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. But God met them at their seat, right where they were, with what they needed. And it was simply for being in the presence, being in the presence of God. So I'm going to move on to our final point, and that's point number three. When we enter into the presence of God and humbly worship him, there is an exchange and we are never the same. I'm going to end with this scripture, um, these scriptures, and it's going to be Acts 9, 1 through 9. We're going to actually go into what happened with Saul and look at it from a different angle. So verse 1 in Acts chapter 9, we're going to start there. It says, meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on his mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. My God, he fell to the ground, fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I'm going to stop right there just for a moment. Think about this. The very one that he was killing people for, that he was dead set against, he actually fell to the ground in reverence to his presence, to his voice. So just think about that. 
Think about the people who you think, oh, they will never turn their lives over to God. They will never give themselves over to the Lord. But guess what? Saul was trying to kill Christians. And when God's presence came around him, he instantly fell to his feet. So let's move on. So Saul is saying, who are you, Lord? Hmm. Called him Lord. Saul asked, and the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. And as we know, once he got there, or before he got there, Ananias received a visitation from the Lord, and the Lord told him what to do to pray for Saul. And um, he received his sight and he, his life was completely changed from that point on. Saul became Paul. God changed his entire identity from one experience. His presence. He was in his presence and his response to God's presence. He fell to his feet. He fell to his knees. He fell to the ground. In worship, before he even knew that it was Jesus speaking to him, he fell down in reverence, in worship to God or to something that he didn't know at that time. But that was his natural act was to fall at his feet. How many know that sometimes God is just waiting on us to fall at our feet, to fall down on our knees And just cry out to him, to surrender to him, to worship him from our heart, from our spirit. He wants that from us. He's looking for our worship. He's looking for true worship. And worship is adoration. Like we read before, admiration. It has nothing to do with receiving anything from God, but there is an exchange. Though in that moment of worship, we we are not looking for him to do anything for us, but he gives us what we need because we've given him what he's looking for. And that is our worship. That is our worship. And I'm going to attempt to sing a little piece of a song that has just been rocking my spirit um, ever since I've heard it um, at my church. Um, we have they have a worship CD. Um, it's called The River. You can actually download it onto on uh, Amazon if you have it. Um, and it's called The River by Deeper fellowship worship team and let me tell you um, this particular song has been done by others first Um, it's called nothing else will do nothing else and let me tell you when I first heard that song 
just the very, the lyrics of it is just so pure, so drenched in worship. It is just, it has rocked me ever since I heard it. And please excuse uh, my voice. It's not the strongest right now, (laughs) but I feel the need to sing it because it really fits what this whole podcast is about today. So here we go. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. And I never want to leave. See, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do. I just want you. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. How many knows that? That is what God is looking for. There's so many people that are seeking his hand, seeking his blessings, seeking what he can do for them, seeking favor, which is nothing wrong with that. But he also wants us to just want him, want to just be in his presence, want to just sit there and just be satisfied and and absolutely honored by the presence of God. That's what he wants. And the fact that you're saying nothing else will do, that means that you are not receiving any type of of pleasure from anything else more than just being in the presence of God. That there's nothing else. <laughs> Nothing else can match the magnitude, can match just being in his presence. Father God, we thank you. We honor you. Lord, we just want you. We just want to be in your presence. We want to just let you know how much you mean to us, how much your presence is is just life to us. It is breath to us. God, teach us that everything that we need is in your presence. Everything that we desire, everything that means the most in this life should start and end in your presence. Lord God, teach us, show us, give us a hunger 
and a thirst for more of you. More of you. Just to be in your presence and to to express our love to you should mean everything to us, God. So I'm asking God that you increase our hunger for you. Increase our hunger for your word. Increase our hunger to worship you in our lifestyle, in what we say and what we do. Let us honor you, God, in our lifestyle, in what we contribute and what we do for other people. Let it be out of worship to you and not to receive accolades, but to worship you. In the name of Jesus, God, we surrender ourselves to you in worship. We give our all to you and we praise you. We glorify you, God. We adore you. Even if you do nothing else for us, God, just the fact that we can be in your presence is enough. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for everything that you've said. I pray, God, that in those, the hearts of those who are listening, that this is sparking a desire for you. In the name of Jesus, God, thank you. Thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I thank you so much again for tuning in to Living Waters Flowing. My name is Nina Minnis. I pray that you have a blessed week and a blessed day. Until next time, may the, liver, the rivers of living water continue to flow in your life. Have a great day.